0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Beyond Bounds, the podcast where the sky's the limit and you can unlearn and then relearn. I'm your host, Utra, and I've got my co-host here, Dee D'Souza. Hi, Dee. How are you doing today?
1: Doing good, Utra. How you been? What's I'm, happening?
0: I've been great. I'm very excited for today's topic. What do you think of like today's topic? Because everybody seems to you know, have issues with it and it tends to affect relationships with the people around them. hmm
1: I think, uh, let's look at today's topic, we can look at it at two ways. One is the humor part of it. The other one is a very uh, introspective, where we sit back and unlearn everything, whatever shit we've done, and think about it from scratch. Are we on the right path? Are we able to, like, critically and brutally analyze ourselves in terms of that quality.
0: Would you like to give our audience a hint of what today's topic might be?
1: Oh, this quality, throughout, uh, All of us have it in abundance. We carry it in abundance, in one way or the other, in any relationship, be it a parent or child relationship, be it work relationship, friendly relationship, love, anything, we tend to carry it and we carry it in with so much of abundance that i think if we don't destroy it or ensure that it diminishes from our life soon every one of us or each one of us will have a weight scale in our house where we'll be able to weigh it up more than the other good qualities what we can actually wear. okay
0: that's very interesting so for the ones who haven't figured it out yet today's topic is going to be about a very red, green, ugly emotion called as ego or a quality known as ego that everybody seems to possess. So, being somebody who has this background and dealing with people who have ego issues, what would you put ego across as? What, in your opinion, is ego? Ego, according to me, utra means you know it all, right? Right, definitely.
1: There's only one who knows everything and who knows it all. And we all know it, whether we... Acknowledge the fact, or whether we pray, or whether we have faith, or whether we are spiritually inclined. That is second. But we all know there is one supernatural force out there who knows it all. For the atheists
0: out there, a force that science just cannot explain. Correct. So they feel that
1: God or that supernatural force knows it all. But what happens to the human race? We see it as we know it all. Whether the other person likes it or not, you do not care. In your mind, you say, You know it all. That is ego.
0: But isn't that just disrespect at the end of the day? Just you don't care what the other person thinks, but it's rather you knowing it all and that's the only thing that matters. So isn't it essentially just disrespect more than ego?
1: See, you can call it disrespect, but when you look at it as a three-letter word, which is very poisonous in its own right, People say that snakes, venom is poisonous, various reptiles, venoms are poisonous. For me, it's the three letter word that is very poisonous. The mere fact that you keep in your mind saying that you know it all, is just gonna destroy you. That means you do not wish to learn the other person across you, their feeling, their emotion, what they want of life, right? And you just want to dominate them. Or maybe you might just, you know, there are situations where you want to prove a point that you know it better and somebody else if they know it better it hurts you inside
0: right but do you think the word ego can be used synonymously with controlling then because you say that you know it is linked with wanting to dominate the other person Correct. can you say that you can use it synonymously with the word
1: controlling i would say that ego judges ego is always going to judge the other person that i know it better than you i'm aware of things much better than you and i'm well versed with things more than you
0: but isn't that the same thing that happens with controlling in terms of romantic relationships or parent-child relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what happens there? I know it better than you, so you better listen to what I say. I don't care about your point of view. Correct. So don't you think it can be used synonymously there?
1: More than holding control over an aspect putra, or having control over a situation, let's understand that it's all about dominating and you know having a one-sided traffic, Correct. right? Even if the person wants to say something or wants to make a small mention about a a concept in that the person with ego will not want to listen to it, right? Why? Because it will hurt.
0: Being proved wrong is
1: the same as humiliation for them. Correct. So, take an example for a parent and child relationship where I mean, I love talking about it because certain parents are not going to like it or they're going to dislike me for that, which is totally fine, I think. If they dislike it, that means I'm doing my job absolutely right. I'm able to give them a perspective which will, if they're brutally honest with themselves, they would sit back and analyze. Maybe in a quiet corner, sit and think, are they really giving what their children want? Are they giving what they want? The parents right? If you look at today's uh, scenarios, you meet, I mean, I've been very fortunate, I've had a mother who's, who's like, literally like, allowed me to do what I want in life, be it professional or personal, she's always had my back, she's supported me through and through. Um, I've had the privilege of having conversations with her where we understand each other and we let go of things, right? Because more than ego, we value the relationship. If you start valuing your ego ultra, you're never going to value the relationship. You're always going to value your own, you know, ego saying, no, no 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 why should I listen to my child she should be listening to me or he should be listening to me because I brought them into this world I gave them food I gave them shelter I gave them clothing I gave them uh, education I gave them principles I gave them behavioral patterns I think what the parents are conveniently failing to understand is giving birth to a human life was a privilege given by the one above you didn't get it He gave it, but they failed to understand. Now, if a child wants to do something, you know, uh, say for example, a child wants to go out, or maybe a child wants to uh, watch a movie, or maybe a child wants to, you know, hang out with friends, right? Parents, you know, they start like, why you're hanging out with him? Why you're hanging out with her? Why are you doing this? Why can't you come back home on time? What parents also need to understand is, Keep your ego aside and look at the situation from the child's side. Understand it from there.
0: Right. Agreed. But don't you think some of their things in terms of going out with friends or whatever, right? Don't you think some of it comes with like reasonable fear that they have in their head that you know something might happen to their child if they don't come back on time, being worried about their child's well-being and the people around them, what if they're a bad influence on them and things like that. Don't you think it would play a role in them wanting to control that aspect?
1: I totally understand, I totally get what the parents are saying or where they come from saying that, you know, listen, I don't want you hanging out with this person. This person is, is not right for you. You know, you're not coming back on time. You know, it's dangerous out there. You know what, Uttarak? Parents conveniently tend to forget that at one point, even they were a child. Their parents did the same thing. And it was only suppressive and oppressive method of parenting where they never understood their child. Especially the Gen X parents. My parents or your parents or whoever it is. The 1970s
0: parents. Right?
1: So they they never, you know, like I said, you know, previously, I was very privileged to, you know, have a mother like who, who understood me and who knew what I want in life. And she was like, listen, you go do your thing. You need anything. I'm here. Right? I'm here to support you. Now, imagine like other parents say the same thing to their child how beautiful the relationship would be the parent is supposed to be like a gardener where they water the plant every day you water your child with love and blessings and support every day and you will see your child bloom the child will bloom to become a beautiful flower which you do not want to pluck and throw it away but what the parents do they, every day, you know, they try to control, try to dominate, they're being very assertive in their thoughts, you know, of send me your location where you are, I don't trust you, you are doing this, you are doing something wrong. Give the chance or give an opportunity for the child to explain, you know, what it is or what that person is going through. Always when you bring your ego in between, right, that you know it all, you're just pushing your child away.
0: I think the saying that you know strict parents have sneaky kids is like so important over here because Mm -hmm. the more if somebody wants to figure out a way to do it behind your back they are going to do it even if it is at the cost of putting themselves in danger Mm -hmm. because if you were to confide in your parents you could still do that but in a more safer manner without putting yourself out there at risk of danger. So when parents have ego right,
1: right in a very large manner they fail to become excellent parents. When they are rude they fail to become life when they talk more they fail to do more right now if you ask me parents with egos are like their egos are so big it's like a shield it's a shield for them right to like get beaten by logic it's a big shield because they've got empty space in the head they're not able to understand the child from the child's perspective or from the kid's perspective you want your child to do well in life you need to let go of your ego and adapt methods where you can support your child throughout definitely right
0: and i think that also applies to parents who try to over their child mm-hmm. and try to tell them you know what i want you to get a job but it should be through me because i know better in terms of what office is right for you or what Correct. workspace is right for you even though they try to coddle their child what they fail to understand from my opinion is mm-hmm. equip them with the ability to go find a job for mm-hmm. themselves that they know they'll be able to perform
1: i mean to be very honest utra i mean when my mom figured that i was already working she never came and questioned me saying what job are you doing is this going to help you are you going to sustain yourself but she had that belief that you know my son's going to do well in life. That trust was there. You know, he's going to he's gonna fly. He's going to ensure that things are going to be all right. You know, in case if something happened to him, I'm there to back him up, right? That's what a dutiful parent is. And, you know, she always told me, I don't expect anything. As a parent, I want you to do really well in life. That's about it. Wherever you go, whatever you do, it's all good. You know, just just make sure that you're doing well and you're not hurting anybody. That is what my mother thought me and she never had this you know this ego you know saying that no you came through me you should respect me you should adore me you should listen to what i have to say she she had this habit where you know we sit and talk whenever we have time we used to sit and talk you know this is what it is Ma. this is what i'm doing and she said okay go ahead i mean if you fail you will only learn it's not the end of the world of course right but if you look at other parents, they say, no, I am giving you education, I gave you birth, I did this for you, I did that for you. A parent-child relationship is not about accountability. It's right? a
0: transaction.
1: It's not a transaction, but then you know, just because of the three-letter word ego, it turns into a transactional, you know, relationship where you know you're accountable for everything, right? For example, if you if you go home, suddenly your parents are where were you? With who were you roaming? What were you doing? But they do not ask you what happened. Good... What what happened? Is everything okay? Are you alright? Did you eat something, or maybe how was your day? Was it good? Right? Is everything okay? Good. Spending time in a in a simple conversation. No, they don't. Do, they don't want to do that, but they want to assert the authority, right? And certain parents, you know, uh, for example, when it comes to marriages of the kids, you know, certain parents, they're like, you have to marry this person, you have to marry this particular caste, this particular religion. They are very well settled. But have you asked your child? what you want if you've not asked your child what you want why make the statement that your happiness is my happiness don't make that statement just for the heck of it make that statement where you genuinely mean it
0: exactly and i think that's where like um this statement that a lot of i know a lot of parents are wondering and thinking so i should be okay with whatever my child does i should just keep quiet with whatever they do if they're not without discipline and they choose to do what they want Mm -hmm. is that what support really is and Should I just be okay with whatever my child does Whether it's a good decision or a bad decision Should Mm. I be there to support her Even despite telling her or him That it's a bad decision and they go ahead with it Should I still be supportive of that
1: See if it's a bad thing or if it's a bad situation Rather than overly reacting to it what a parent can do is they can sit and talk to them you know i've seen i've seen children move away you know walk walk away from their house but making it really good in life making it in life like really really well because of the mere fact that they never had that support of their parents but they wanted to make it but somehow they did something about it but imagine if the parents supported that good thing what the child genuinely wanted right sky would be the limit but it's not in that case you know when when children go back home you know when they talk when they try talking to their parents their parents just you know keep on repeating the same thing just to ensure that they are right
0: and I'm right but should be drilled into their heads I'm always right should be drilled into their heads to the point where the child can no longer confide with their parents
1: agreed but more than being right or being right is parents just want one thing it should be in my favor
0: What is convenient for me? What
1: is convenient for me? You know, because they say, no, society is going to be there, society is watching. What will the society think about us? I think I need to just give a gen reminder to the parents society only comes when the good is happening not when the bad is happening when the bad is happening the society only stands and laughs they do not come to help your child or they do not come to you know comfort them or you know maybe care for them or maybe you know at that time what they need is support they do not come for that right when a female attains the marriage age or whatever it is the, the parents what they say we are going to search we will do this we will do that you have to marry this person Well settled. But, have you asked your child what you want? Do you want a marriage? Are you mentally ready for it? Are you prepared for it? Because at the end of the day, it is your life, not our life. We've led our life. Whether good or bad, it's fine. It's all good. I mean, we've led our life. We're gonna stay with each other. We're only asking you, what do you want, right? But they do not ask. So we need to also understand that, you know, even the child needs to understand, when a parent is at, you know, at a very, egoistic stage so egoistic stage is where you know the parent is like really mad and upset and angry don't go and immediately try to contact. wait for that sit down speak explain elaborate don't hide the truth. elaborate and you know make sure that they understand it and be patient when you are explaining because egoistic parents take time to you know understand because they know now the child is giving me logic now I can't, you know, retaliate. Now I'm at the losing end. Now, somewhere I need to do some jugad and, you know, come back, right? But even after that, if the parents fail to understand, I always suggest that let it go. It's fine. It's fine. Use their ego as your fuel to accomplish what you really want in life. You know, so someday when it's over, not just everybody who defied you and, you know, doubted you, but even your parents will stand and applaud that. Actually my child did it in life
0: Despite me having tried to pull them down Yes
1: Because Parents ego Is like a rock tied to the child's legs or feet
0: Why would don't you, fly How could you expect your child to fly When you have tied a rock to their legs Exactly And I think this also relates A little bit back to our previous episode Where you had said you know, people are trying to be owners of their relationship and not caretakers. Correct. And essentially when parents' egos get in the way of their relationship, it's very evident that they're trying to own it rather than try to take care of their child.
1: Or see, I always understood Utra that ego is the single quality, okay, and the biggest obstruction in achieving anything in life. Right. When you have these three like letters or this word, ego, you're never gonna learn anything or you're never gonna be a student for life. If you have ego, you'll never have humility and you'll never achieve anything. You're just gonna sound like, I know it all, you know, I know everything. It's like more the knowledge you have, the more the knowledge you're attaining, the lesser the ego you'll have.
0: Do you think ego in itself is fueled by generational trauma that comes from generation
1: to generation? I don't think so, Uttar. Ego does not have anything to do with generational trauma. Ego is just very different from individual to individual. It has nothing to do with your previous generation or maybe previous set of people who were, you know, uh, very vital in your upbringing or in your, you know, in your treatment towards life or towards your ambition, whatever it is.
0: Right, but here's where I tend to disagree with you and this is why I tend to disagree with you. So growing up, and I'm sure a lot of people might relate, or at least the Gen Gen X parents, right? They spent their whole life dealing with parents who told them what to do and how they're supposed to do it because their parents always told them that they were the ones that were right and they had to follow. Right. Correct. So that was how parenting looked like to them back then. Right. Correct. So all they, all those people could do was wait until they could become a parent so they could do that to somebody else. Right. Okay. To some extent. Right. That was what they thought was parenting and they believed that they turned out fine so that must be the right way of parenting. So don't you think generational trauma, the way generational parenting happens, contributes to a parent's ego? So on that front, I definitely do think that it contributes to you know parents having an ego. That it's just been passed down from generation to generation.
1: No, I absolutely disagree with that. Because see, ego is something that is not passed on from generations to generations. Maybe in a couple of uh, families or what you have seen, you would, you would, you know, understand it and maybe you could relate to it saying that it's been passed from generations but there are parents there are set of parents who have never made it big in life
0: they've
1: never made it big in life even though their parents are like you know very strict and stringent and very disciplined and very cultured right they've never made it big in life please do not think that having a plum posting with a good paycheck right
0: is equal to making it in
1: life It's absolutely not. Making it in life is being happy with what you have and not what you want. If your parents or my parents or anybody's parents can actually inculcate or maybe inject that in their children, life is going to be beautiful. You would never have ego, right? If you're able to listen to your child or if the child is able to, you know, speak to the parent and make them understand. Most of the relationships between parents and child, we see that, Parents do not want to listen, right? I've also seen relationships where, you know, parents have regretted on the latter stage of life saying that we should have listened to them. We should have understood them better. What's the point of the child leaving the place and walking out and then you realizing it? Even then, they realize it because they want their child back. Not because their child is doing well and we are regretting what happened
0: there's no point in regretting it at that point absolutely not because absolutely. The, what's done is done and the child is stuck with the trauma of having their parents of not having had a good relationship with their parents affect every other aspect of their life right? correct right so, i mean
1: uh i can give you a very good example so i've had a person who was in sports and pretty fairly he was doing well and uh the parents you know he was so busy I mean, throughout he was busy in sports and he never had time to, you know. Even if he comes home, like maybe have a meal, you know, catch up with class, you know, right? Complete your notes, your assignments, your projects, and then you know, get to bed, crash. Next day morning, get up, you're back to practice. A dutiful parent would always, you know, maybe go to the room and say, you know what? Uh, let's spend like not not an hour, or maybe 45 minutes. Let's spend like 10 minutes, okay? Like. Okay, how are you doing? How's your day? How's your practice? Are you healthy? Is everything good? Are you happy? And if the child says, I am happy, very happy, like genuinely, the parent should be happy. But here, what I was noticing was the parent kept on saying, you're not going to go anywhere in life. What is this? We have to simply spend on you, right? And you're you're getting results, okay. What is happening with your studies? Are you messing up your studies? But what the parent could have done is, if they had left their ego aside, you want anything, just
0: ask me. And I'm there. I'm going to give it to you. Studies, right? They start complaining about you don't do things around the house. You don't do chores. You just come in like a paying guest. You come, you eat, you sleep, you go to your school, college, work, sports, whatever it is. And you come back and you sleep. What are we? Is this a lodge or a house? Correct. Or something or the other. But what they feel. See, I
1: also always tell the child, or I tell my my generation, I tell them, it it's not that their opinion is very important, but keep them informed. Keep them informed.
0: But what is the point of keeping somebody who is not supporting you or willing is not willing to be your backbone, confiding in them? Because when you know that when you're talking to them. All you're going to get out of it is, you know, a lot of negative energy that impacts your own confidence at the end of the day, right? So what is the point in keeping somebody who does not seem to be as enthusiastic in terms of supporting you then?
1: See, I'm always going to say this to uh, my generation. Never let anyone's ego kill your wife. Stay positive. Don't let the negative energy kill you.
0: But are you saying that you've
1: never been affected by such negative energy at any given point in your life? I have. I'm always going to be honest, I have. But I've conquered and tamed the ego. You need to conquer and tame the ego time and time again and again and again and again until they understand. If you are relentless in your effort, trust me, things are going to be different. Things are going to be like... You know, it's going to be bright on the other side. And, and, you know, someday they will recognize, like, okay, what we said was wrong. We were wrong in, you know, being egoistic and, you know, understanding the wrong side of it, but not the right side of it. I always understood that to ensure that the ego is tamed, you have to be really strong mentally. You have to be strong. You can either be a host of God or you can be the hostage towards ego. You can choose what you want.
0: Right, right, agreed. But there are certain times where it's a brick wall and you end up working out, right? When Why you... would
1: you want to waste your time breaking the brick wall? Like exactly. I said, don't let the ego kill your vibe. right? Conquer and tame the ego, which is a brighter picture. Or you don't want to conquer and tame the ego or waste your time on it. Stay positive, do your thing, prove it through your work and performance and automatically it kills the ego on the other side. When you start giving results, Without right. giving results, you are expecting their ego to be tamed, that is very stupid.
0: Definitely, agreed. But at the end of the day, let's talk in terms of professionalism, right? Even if you are doing well, in a field that you know your parents didn't like, their ego will still clash over there. I, you didn't get into a respectable field that we wanted you to get in. Even then and there, right? Even if you made it through your performance and your work, your parents' ego is still going to clash over there. Where they're like, you didn't make it in the field that I wanted you to make it in. So what
1: difference does your success make to me now? Your success is for yourself, Uttara. It's not for them or it's not for anybody. My mother told me this. If you are succeeding, it's for you. If you're not succeeding, it's still for you. You are not answerable to anybody, not even me. Me being your mother, I'm saying that. And I don't think ego is there anywhere where she said it. So you can't keep saying that, you know, your parents are going to do this, your parents are going to do that, the ego clash is going to continue. You either want it or you don't want it. You decide. You want to grow in life? You have to keep all the ego issues aside, be more, you know, open to being knowledgeable, being more open to being, you know, understanding and have humility. When you have humility, you know that everything is going to continue. Now, some of our parents are very egoistic, right? Say for example, tomorrow you go and tell your parents, I want to become a musician. The very first thing they're going to say is, are you going to make money out of it? The first thing they're going to say that, are you going to generate revenue out of it? But are they going to ask, are you happy? Will you be happy? We know you're going to struggle, utra, but are you going to be happy? Right?
0: And second thing they'll ask you: Do you really have the talent in you to make it? Because there are crores and crores of people out of which only ten people come out of it.
1: See, that is a statement of ego. That is exactly. not a that is not a statement of genuine, you know, trust and genuine support. If you if a dutiful parent is there, that parent will say, Okay, Uttara, you want to be a musician? Do you need any help from me? Do you want any support? Is there anything I can do to make it? You know, make you get there. That is a parent. But if your parent is going to say, Oh, there are so many musicians out there. There are hundreds of them out there. Are you going to make it? Do you think it's possible? Do you think you have potential? That means the own parent is doubting their own child's potential and capability. Isn't it?
0: They call it being practical.
1: That is a problem. They keep ego as their shield. Like I mentioned it to you. When you have ego as your shield, it clearly states that you have empty space in your head and you are not able to use your intellect and your mind.
0: Definitely. I think that's what it all comes down to. I'm right. So Utra, now that we know that
1: ego is the mother of all destruction, how do you overcome it?
0: By introspecting within yourself to understand where you're going wrong and why is it that you cannot admit it when you're wrong. Trying to understand where that comes from and what caused it, doing a root cause analysis.
1: When you're having a possessive ego, you can never value a relationship. You can never value what is supposed to be beautiful. Even when you don't make a mistake or even when you make a mistake, genuinely, you do not look eye to eye and say, I'm sorry, you just say, I'm sorry. It won't happen again and then you try repeating it again again, and again and again, right? In a parent and child's relationship, ego clashes, right? What does a parent do? Parent does not go and say sorry because parent has the fear of losing power and status. The parent feels vulnerable because of that. What if I lose my power and status tomorrow my child, what are they going to tell me? How are they going to look at me? How are they going to approach me? Or how how am I going to ascertain my dominance over them? But what they do not know or what people do not know is If your relationship is dissolved in love, you will never have ego. You will only have love. But if you only think about ego, if you only have ego in that relationship, you will always think of dissolving it with being right. It's
0: about
1: being right, always. And Today's like... relationships, be it parents, be it parent child, teacher student, work relationship, it's all about being right, not about being happy and coexisting. I have to be right no matter what. Because tomorrow nobody should pinpoint fingers at me
0: and use it as a loophole to avoid Correct. other consequences. When I'm pointing their mistake out, what if they point mine out? And Correct. you know, you've only done this, why are you questioning me?
1: What people fail to understand is, when your ego dies, your soul will wake up and ego will only destruct you from within. Outwardly, you may feel, oh, I have, been, I have proved myself that I am right. But inwardly, you will think somewhere or the other. I am wrong. I am incorrect. Their logic is right.
0: There's is saying in Tamil, which is only the one that feels guilty will only feel the pain from within. Right? 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 If I'm not wrong, that's the right translation for it or the closest translation mm-hmm. to it. So I think that applies in the case of people who always put their ego first. Okay.
1: Ego will always say, that I am still angry about yesterday I am still right about yesterday and I will be right forever Right? Agree But a humble person or a humble soul will always say new day, new attitude But how many of us want to do that?
0: We don't A right? lot of us don't because it's about wanting to hold the power within ourselves Correct, right? Any relationship
1: You even look at parents, child We are stressing more on parents and child children because mostly it revolves over the ego right be it uh be it a, uh, any community parents hailing from any religious background whatever it is irrespective of it ego plays a major role over it. but what happens when the child proves the parent wrong then what where does your ego go that time Why aren't you expressing your ego? Why aren't you admitting the fact that I have lost power because of something more righteous happened Something more logical happened Something more practical happened My kid is more happy than what I expected Even in a marriage Right? A child or a kid wants to get married to someone of their choice Maybe the person you know is not very well off to do Right? Not very well settled but The person can take good care of the person, the child, right? It can be either ways. it can be boy, girl or girl girl, doesn't matter. Parents should be genuinely happy that my kid is happy somewhere, peaceful. If there is a problem, please come to us. But they do not say that. They say if you're going and marry somebody, go marry but don't come back here ever again. Then why do you call yourself parent? Don't, don't. If you, if you're, you've conveniently failed to recollect that your parents also did this to you. Somewhere when you are learning, then before you get married, you say, I will be a better parent. I will be a more progressive parent. But what happens to all those things? There are parents who talk about motherhood, fatherhood. They talk about all those things, right? They use all fancy words, right? Hmm. What happens when it comes to supporting their child, when their child genuinely wants that?
0: that time all logic flies out their window all their principles fly out the window or what they set there out there is to no do.
1: principle how would it fly out of the window when there is absolutely no principle like I said ego is a shield which literally covers you from using
0: your empty space and what parents tend to also forget that what they see what children see they learn right to some extent at least in the former years what you see impacts your thought process it does. Right? Before you are given the ability to really go out and explore world, explore the world and get to know different kinds of people, your knowledge is limited to what, that of what your parents feed you, right? Parents are egoistic
1: because of the mere fact that they could not give that knowledge and that is attained from outside and they are unable to bear that truth. If you are unable to bear the truth, it shows that you are incompetent and you're only allowing your ego to become bigger and bigger and bigger which is only going to destroy you in the long run.
0: Definitely. Completely agree. Right? But what what they also fail to not understand is that, you know, the knowledge that they have, what if the child didn't have that knowledge? They would grow up thinking that that ego that exists is normal. Correct. Right? Until it comes to them or they understand on their own, they will spend a huge chunk of their life repeating their patterns until they realize.
1: Right? I don't agree with you on that. I totally don't agree with you on that because ego is something where it has different degrees, right? Different ways of assessing it, different ways of using it, okay. and there is no, you know, um, I would say an expiry date on it. Right. Right. And when a parent is using their ego, they fail to understand that it's only going to hamper the growth of the child. Right. Socially, mentally, physical aspect, let us not talk about it. Because when the parent has ego, when they have a clash, the only thing what they say after that just to control the situation is, I have made food, come and eat it. (laughs) Right? Rather than sitting with the child and talking about it, listen. Okay, you tell me your part of the story. I'll also listen to you. I'll tell you the part of the story. But I'll listen to you more because tomorrow it is your life that you're going to lead. Whatever it is, I will support you. They never say that. In fact, they say, "Ah, dinner is ready, please come and eat. That is after, after like two, three hours of tongue bashing, then they come back to me. So I would never use the word, the physical state of mind or the physical attribute of the child or the physical growth of the child because anywhere it's going to happen if the child doesn't eat at home, it'll eat outside. What's the It doesn't make a difference. I am talking about the social and the mental growth of the child which is very important, which is very vital. Like I made a mention that about you, you know, if you want to get into music or maybe there's a guy who want to get into sports and you know, parents are like, are you going to make money out of it? Money is not everything, happiness. You keep your ego aside and if you genuinely see a person happy,
0: be happy. Do you agree with the, you know, the parents should set a good example for their children and all of that. There's a, it's a very common statement, right? That parents should be setting a good example for their children.
1: Parents rather than setting a good example for children, they should be very progressive in order for the children to learn from them and inculcate the same thing outside.
0: Right. So when you say that parents need to be willing to inculcate progressive ideologies and thoughts into their child to break the barrier of ego, do you think they could use that same in terms of their marriages and their relationship to make their relationship that many times more beautiful? See,
1: when the parent or the parents have shitloads of ego, don't expect them to Inculcate or teach progressive method to the next generation. Don't expect. Because when you have shitloads of ego, you clearly have an empty space in your head.
0: Agree. So now that we know that you know parents with that big egos cannot really be spoken to or 100 percent completely changed. What do you think we as a generation can do to make sure that we don't repeat the mistakes of what our parents made in terms of their marriages or you know how they raised us or whatever be the case in any kind of relationships? How do you think that we can make it better? Be more accommodative,
1: adapt, understand each other, have a sense of respect towards each other. It's very important to have a sense of respect towards each other only then you would understand you know what is a need or what are the needs, what a person wants to do, what a person does not want to do, how can you support unendingly or maybe unconditionally and you know maybe be that stepping stone to the other person's success or other person's life but also we need to understand that you wouldn't want to have any shadow of the previous individual or previous souls out there who had ego and they never wanted to be. never wanted to love they only wanted to
0: show that they are right correct so this is something that we're looking at in terms of all kinds of relationship right so does do you think the same would apply in terms of polyamorous relationship which is something that more people seem to be understanding and it seems to be coming more into light nowadays even though it's existed for a while it's just now that it's starting to be more widely acknowledged do you think all of this would apply over there as well because you've seen people from all types of relationships from monogamous to polyamorous and all kinds of relationships so could you tell me like how somebody that you know or what your experience has been looking at people in polyamorous relationships and how they handle ego clashes? I think
1: polyamorous relationship is a very big topic to you know discuss in in this episode. I think we can another episode, but to give it to you in a nutshell, it's all about letting go. You let go of each other or liberate each other automatically. I think ego fades fades off. But we tend to be, you know, so attracted towards ego, even though it's a very small word. But it has a very big dynamic and a very big destruction point. Agreed. So, my idea of not having ego is be liberated. Be accommodative. Understand the other person. Put yourself in the other person's shoe and see what it is rather than, you know, thinking it from your point of view and also you need to understand is put others first than yourself.
0: I think that's some very interesting thoughts and a lot to contemplate mm-hmm. for us as individual. So, final truth bomb of this episode, drop it on us.
1: My final truth bomb would be carry ego and you'll be walking to your grave very soon.
0: Ouch. Now that's a truth bomb. And I think with this, we've come to the end of our second episode. Stay tuned. Like, share, follow. Links will be in the description. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Beyond Bounds. We'll catch you soon with another one. Bye.